Hello, Pablo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three-Way Quizzo Podcast. That's right. It's the Three-Way Quizzo Podcast again. This time, kind of on time, for the week of Sunday, August the 5th, 2012. This is a genuine Philadelphia version of a British type of pub quiz, but in a podcast form. And if that's not too confusing for you, then I invite you to read the rules. They are at quizzo.blogspot.com. It's pretty simple. This is going to be three rounds of general knowledge trivia. Uh, I'll do round one, and then I'll reveal the answers. Then I'll ask the question for round two and reveal the answers. And then I'll do the same for round number three, and I'll reveal the answers. Um, So it's pretty straightforward. Don't shout the answers out if you're playing against other people because you'll just be helping the competition. And this is a drinking person's game. I like to stress that. And I'm going to do it again. Right now, I am going back to an old standby, the Pabst Blue Ribbon, because I have something to brag about. I was going to make a joke about tooting my own horn and then throwing my back out you know, blowjob joke, Uh, and then I actually threw my back out while parking my car. So that's out. But anyway, this is now an award-winning quizzo. This is a Best in Philadelphia award-winning quizzo. So I want to say thank you to all of you for listening, and also huzzah for myself, and also let's do a cheer. Things are not as bad as they could be. We could be having some kind of massive snowstorm right now, and that would be even worse than the heat wave now, wouldn't it? So to the things not being as bad as they, by all rights, could possibly be. Cheers, everybody. Slencha, Prost, Chin Chin, L'chaim, Saluj, whatever you say, here's to you. And let's continue with this game. Actually, let's begin this game. Round number one, question number one. Round one, question one. Uh, there was an event in November of 1997. November 1997. Nelson Mandela was there. So was Prince Charles. This is how Prince Charles described the event. He said, quote, it is the second greatest moment in my life. Nelson Mandela described a group there as my heroes. Who were they both so happy to see? Was it A, the Spice Girls? B, high-ranking members of the Taliban? C, the South African rugby team, or D, the stars of the recently released Men in Black. So again, there was an event in November of 1997, and a group was there. Prince Charles described it as the second greatest moment of his life, and Nelson Mandela called this group, quote, my heroes. Who were they talking about? Was it A, the Spice Girls, B, high-ranking members of the Taliban? C, South Africa's rugby team, or D, the stars of the recently released Men in Black. Question number two. Question number two. The UN, the United Nations, is the largest intergovernmental organization in terms of the number of member states it has. By that same metric, what law enforcement organization comes in at number two? So if you're looking at intergovernmental organizations and you make a list in terms of the number of member states each has, the highest on that list would be the UN. What law enforcement organization will come in at number two? Question number three. Question number three. There is a hit song. It was a hit in 1992 from the album Serial killer and that's cereal as in cheerios what uh the name of the song is three little pigs three little pigs what band had a hit with that song three little pigs so one more time three little pigs was a hit song from the 1992 album serial killer that was a hit for what band and this band had to change their name after getting sued by a dessert company. So if you can give me just one of the names of the band, you get the point. If you can give me both names and get them exactly right, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four. Question number four. There is a television show that is an indirect spinoff of two other TV shows. Uh, The first one was The Surreal Life, And then the second program is Strange Love. 
What TV show is an indirect spin-off of The Surreal Life and Strange Love? Question five. Question number five. There was a brand of tires that was involved in blowout incidents. Remember when tires were trying to kill us all, they would explode when your car was moving at speed and flip your car over and crazy violent shit like that. What brand of tires was involved? Uh, the cars were the Ford Explorer, the Mazda Navajo, and the Mercury Mountaineer. What brand of tires were involved in blowout and turnover, etc. incidents about a decade ago? Question number six, question number six. There is a major component of a gin and tonic that the FDA just released a warning about. It turns out that this substance is a pretty effective muscle cramp treatment. However, there's also an unacceptably high risk of serious side effects if you use this over-the-counter substance. And like I said, it's a major component of a gin and tonic. What substance is that? One more time. What major component of a gin and tonic is also an effective muscle relaxant, or at least it helps with muscle cramps, but the FDA just issued a warning about it because of the major side effects that can result when you use it to treat muscle cramps. What substance is that? Question number seven. Question number seven. There is a musical instrument whose popularity is on the rise. I'd never really heard of it, but apparently kids these days, you know how they do. It's called the euphonium. The euphonium. That's E-U, like the European Union. And then phonium, P-H-O-N-I-U-M, like someone who can't really speak Greek. Uh, if you know anything about this instrument, you know that it is in what family of musical instruments? Like, what section of an orchestra would it be in? The euphonium. What major type of instrument is that? In what musical family does the euphonium fall? Question number eight. Question number eight. The first African-American actor to star in a comic book movie as the superhero was Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White starred in a 1997 film and, in doing so, became the first African-American to star as the comic book hero in a film. What film was it? Name the 1997 film in which Michael Jai White became the first African-American actor to star as a comic book superhero. Question nine. Question number nine. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That is the most visited national park in the United States. And it lays, lies, it lies in two, it is in two different states. Name one of those two states and you get the point. If you put down both states, you get a point of extra credit. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's the most visited national park in these United States, and it is in what two states? If you get one of them, you get the point. If you get both, you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10, round number one, question number 10, nylon. When most people think of nylon, they probably think of pantyhose, or I don't know, maybe if you're a chemist, you think of the actual structure I think of pantyhose. Um, nylon, though, the first commercial usage of nylon was not in pantyhose. Rather, it's in some other thing that you might find in a bathroom. In fact, this product is still made with nylon today. What type of product is that? So the first commercial product to use the then-new miracle substance nylon was not pantyhose. Rather, it was some other product that you would find in the bathroom. What product? And let's go through these questions one last time before I reveal the answers. Round number one, question number one. Who were they talking about? Nelson Mandela called them my heroes. 
Prince Charles said, it is the second greatest moment in my life. The date was November of 1997, and both world leaders were talking about... It was 1997, and both men were talking about a group. What group? Was it A, the Spice Girls? B, high-ranking members of the Taliban? C, South Africa's rugby team? Or D, the stars of the recently released Men in Black. Question number two, the UN is the largest intergovernmental organization, if you rank intergovernmental organization, by number of member states. By that same metric, what law enforcement organization comes in at number two? Question number three, Three Little Pigs was a 1992 hit from the album Serial Killer that was put out by what band? And for a point of extra credit, give me both names the band uh, performed under and get them both exactly right. Question number four. What TV show is an indirect spin-off of The Surreal Life and Strange Love? Question number five. What brand of tires was involved in rollover incidents with Ford Explorers, Mazda Navajos, and Mercury Mountaineers uh, about ten years ago? What brand of tires was that? Question number six, there is a major component to a gin and tonic. People have been using it to help calm their muscle cramps. The FDA just put a warning out. They said, although it is an effective muscle cramp remedy, it has an unnecessarily high risk of serious side effects. What substance is that? Question number seven, the euphonium. The euphonium is a musical instrument. In what general family of musical instruments does it fall? Like in what section of an orchestra would you have a euphonium? Question number eight, Michael Jai White became the first African-American actor to star as a comic book superhero in a major motion picture. The film came out in 1997. What film was that? Question number nine, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's the national park in the U.S. that gets the most visitors every year. It is in two different U.S. states. Name one of the states and you get the point. If you can name both states, you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10, nylon. Many people associate nylon with pantyhose, but the very first commercial product to use nylon is something else that you might find in a bathroom. It's not pantyhose. What bathroom product is it? All right. So that's it for round number one. Um... There's the thing called the Joker. If you read the rules or if you know the rules, remember, you can joke around one if you're feeling very confident, but you don't get to joke around two or round three. And that's it. I'm going to cut out now and give you guys some time to think. If you don't want me to reveal the answers to you quite yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one. Question number one, Nelson Mandela and Prince Charles were hanging out. They met a group. Prince Charles described that moment as the second greatest moment in his life. And Nelson Mandela called them my heroes. Who were they talking about? It's not South Africa's rugby team, or I should say South Africa's rugby team. I love that joke, and I don't know why. Um, so it's not C. It's not the stars of Men in Black, although Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are kind of my heroes. And it's also not the Taliban. No, it's the Spice Girls. They met the Spice Girls and apparently loved it. And remember, this is two months after Princess Diana died. Prince Charles described meeting the Spice Girls as the second greatest moment in his life. And then followed that up quickly by saying, the greatest was the first time that I met them. And remember, the only reason he said that was because uh, he couldn't say the greatest moment in his life was having his ex-wife killed, because that's still a secret. Question number two. The UN is the largest intergovernmental organization in terms of number of member states. What organization is number two? It's a law enforcement organization. And after the joke I just made, they might be after me. It's Interpol. Interpol. And study the list and see which countries have not signed on. And then send it to me as quickly as possible, please. Question number three. Three Little Pigs was a 1992 hit from the album Serial Killer by what band? Originally, their name was Green Jello. Green Jello, and that's J-E-L-L-O umlaut. Green Jello. And then they got sued by Jello and had to change their name to J-E-L-L-Y umlaut, which is pronounced Jello. So Green Jello or Green Jello. And if you put down both Green Jello, O Umlaut, 
and green jello. Why umlaut? You got a point of extra credit. Question number four. Flavor of Love is an indirect spin-off of The Surreal Life and Strange Love. Yes, first he and Brigitte, Brigitte, Brigitte Nielsen fell in love and then continued their strange love. And then Flava Flav became a single man again. Question number five, the brand of tires involved in rollovers in Ford Explorers, Mazda Navajos, and the Mercury Mountaineer, they were Firestone tires, Firestone tires, although because the company was owned by Bridgestone uh, at the time, in fact, since 1988, I'm going to remember, uh, <laughs> I did accept Bridgestone, so either Firestone or Bridgestone. Question number six, Question number six, the major component of a gin and tonic. It's what gives it that bitter flavor. It's not gin. I'm sure gin does wonders for muscle cramps. But no, the answer is quinine, quinine or quinine, depending on which way is the proper way to pronounce it, quinine. Question number seven, the euphonium. The euphonium is like a little baby tuba. It's in the brass section, the brass Question number eight, Michael Jai White is the first African-American to have starred as a comic book superhero in a major motion picture. It's not Meteor Man, that was not based on a comic book. It's not Black Superman, that hasn't come out yet. Fingers crossed. No, it is Spawn. He starred as Spawn in 1997's Spawn. Question number nine, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's the most visited national park in these United States. And you will find that in the states of Tennessee and North Carolina. Tennessee and North Carolina. If you put down just one of them, give yourself a point. And if both states that you put down, you got right, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number 10, nylon. Nylon, yes, used early on for pantyhose but originally it was used in what other bathroom product? It's not a shower curtain. It's not a shower cap. It's not toothpaste. I think you're buying the wrong kind of toothpaste. No, it's the toothbrush. Toothbrush. The bristles still to this day tend to be made of nylon toothbrush. All right, that's it for round number one. So count up your score, tally up your points, see how well you are doing. If you are playing against somebody else, shake a fist or give them the hairy eyeball. And let's continue on with round number two. Round number two, question number one. Round two, question one. The top ten largest cities in the world, and by largest I mean in terms of population, the top ten largest cities, almost all of them are on what continent? The top ten largest cities in the world. And by city, I do mean city, not major metropolitan area, actual city limits. And by largest, I mean number of people. Most of the top 10 largest cities in the world are on what continent? Question number two. Question number two. There is that song, Easy Lover. It was a big hit in 1984. It's the one that's like, she's an easy lover. She told you first off to believe it. But don't stop believing, cause seeing is believing. Stuff like that. I don't know the words. That was a big hit for a duo. Both members of the duo, their first name was Philip. Name one of those guys and you get the point. If you can name both Philips, you get a point of extra credit. And please, I do need the last names. Don't just write down Philip and Philip. Deal? Deal. So Easy Lover was a hit in 1984 for two guys named Philip. Name one of those Philips, last name please, and you get the point. If you can name both Philips, you get a point of extra credit. Question number three. Question number three. A fella named Anthony Swafford wrote a memoir in 2003 about his time in the U.S. Marine Corps. The title of the memoir is actually a slang term for a U.S. Marine. What's the name of the book? Anthony Swafford, a former U.S. Marine, wrote a memoir that was released in 2003. The title is a slang term for a Marine. What's the name of the book? Question four. Question number four. There is a food whose name came into English from French. This happened way back in 1894, and it came into English uh, because the food was quote-unquote perfect. What food is that? 
what food's name came into English from French in 1894 from the French word for perfect, because the food was supposedly perfect. Question number five. Question five. A former world leader who often uh, hasn't really given that many media interviews since being in power. Uh, this former world leader just did give an interview and reflected on his or her term in office, uh, at, described it as, quote, awesome. And, you know, I was famous and I was powerful. What former world leader is that? So this is not necessarily in English, but because that's really the only language I speak, I've translated it into English, or it originally was in English. What former world leader, reflecting on his or her term in office, said it was, quote, awesome. And, you know, I was famous and I was powerful. Question six, question number six. I'm going to read you the names of five celebrities. And I want you to tell me what they have in common. You've got Richard Belzer, Richard Belzer, the actor slash comedian, Richard Belzer. Tom Green, the comedian slash actor, Tom Green. Scott Hamilton, former figure skater, Scott Hamilton. The NHL player, Phil Kessel. And probably soon to be indicted, Lance Armstrong. What unusual thing is true of those five people and not true of almost everybody else? Richard Belzer, Tom Green, Scott Hamilton, Phil Kessel, and Lance Armstrong. What unusual distinction is true of those five people and not true of almost everybody else? Question number seven. Question number seven. In the year 2000, that's when you're supposed to go, in the year 2000, but let's skip it. In the year 2000, Uganda had a major health crisis when 224 people were killed in an outbreak of what? In the year 2000, Uganda suffered a major health crisis more than 200 people were killed in an outbreak of what? Question number eight. Question number eight. A famous advertising campaign started in the United States in November of 1990. This was an offshoot of a British advertising campaign. It was about two people, two middle-aged people, who fall in love and drink coffee. Um, this was a major ad campaign. Like I said, it debuted in November of 90. It ran for years. And this was one of the first commercial uh, campaigns where people would actually watch TV to watch the commercial. What brand of coffee was this an advertisement for? In November 1990, a famous ad campaign where a man and a woman drank coffee and fell in middle-aged love. Uh, it started in 1990 and continued for many years. They were advertisements for what brand of coffee? Question number nine. Question number nine. A T-bone steak. What type of bone is the bone in a T-bone steak? The T-bone in a T-bone. What type of bone is a T-bone? And I'm looking for the type of bone in the body. Please don't say cow bone or something equally silly. I'll tell you what. It doesn't begin with the letter T, but the letter the bone begins with rhymes with the letter T. Maybe that will help. Maybe it won't. Beats me. And question number 10, round number two, question number 10, Emmys, Emmys, there have only ever been two actors to win uh, for best leading performance in a comedy and best leading performance in a drama. There have only been two actors to ever do that. One of the actors is a male, so uh, one of the actors won best leading male in a dramatic series and best leading male in a comedy series. And the other one, the female, won Best Leading Female in a Dramatic Series and Best Leading 
female in a comedy series. Um, let's see. One of those four TV shows involved is All in the Family. Another TV show involved is The Sopranos. And so All in the Family is either a credit for the female or the male, and The Sopranos is vice versa, the, the credit for the other actor. So name one of the two actors, you get the point. Name both actors for a point of extra credit. There have only been two actors, two people, to win Emmys for Best Leading Performer in a Comedy and in a Drama. So there are four TV shows involved altogether. One of those four TV shows is All in the Family. Another of the TV shows is The Sopranos. Name either the actor or the actress. You get the point. If you can name both, you get a point of extra credit. All right, let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number two, question number one. The top 10 largest cities in the world in terms of population, the top 10 largest cities in the world, most of them are on what continent? Question number two. 1984's Easy Lover was a big hit for two guys named Philip. What were their last names? Get one of the last names for the point. Get both last names and you get a point of extra credit. Question number three. Anthony Swafford, a former U.S. Marine, wrote a memoir that was released in 2003 about his time in the Marine Corps. The title is a slang term for a Marine. What's the name of that book? Question number four. What food's name came into English in 1894 from French for perfect? because the food was perfect. Question number five, what former world leader who has been kind of shy about doing media appearances recently made a media appearance and described his or her term in office as, quote, awesome, and you know, I was famous, and I was powerful. What former world leader is that? Question number six, Richard Belzer, Tom Green, Scott Hamilton, Phil Kessel, and Lance Armstrong. What unusual distinction is true of all of them that's not true of almost everybody else? Question number seven. Uh, in the year 2000, Uganda had a major health crisis when 224 people were killed by an outbreak of what? Question number eight. In November of 1990, a famous American advertising campaign began. It was based on a British advertising campaign, and it featured a middle-aged man and a middle-aged woman drinking coffee and falling in love. What brand of coffee was involved? Question number nine, what type of bone makes up the bone in a T-bone? And I did say that this bone does not begin with the letter T, but the letter it begins with rhymes with T. And question number ten, in the Emmys, there have only been two people ever to win Best Leading Performer in a Comedy and a Drama. One of those people is a man, one of those people is a woman. If you can name one of them, you get a point. If you can name both actors, you get a point of extra credit. One of the four TV shows involved was All in the Family. Another TV show involved was The Sopranos. All right, that's it. So I'm out of breath this round. And if you don't want to hear me still talking, uh, press pause. Or stop. You could have pressed stop, but you didn't. So I thank you. Uh, unpause the answers to round number two. Round number two, question number one. The top ten largest cities on Earth and... It's weird to think, in a couple of decades, you might actually have to say that on Earth. I'm just thinking too much about that new Matt Damon movie. Skip it. Um, the top ten largest cities on Earth, they are all, most of them are in Asia. Asia. You've got a lot of big cities in Asia. Question number two, Easy Lover. That is a song that was a hit for two guys named Philip. One of them is indeed Philip Collins, Phil Collins. And who was the other Philip for a point of extra credit? Let's see, it's not Philip Michael Thomas. That's not a bad guess. It's not Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's a slightly less good guess. It's not Philip Baker Hall. It's not Anthony Michael Hall. It's not Philip K. Dick, although that would have been awesome. And it's not Phil Spector. Uh, in that case, the words would have been, she's an easy lover, just shoot her in the face. No, the correct answer is Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey of... Earth, Wind, and Fire, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. If you got one of them, you got a point. If you got both of them, give yourself a point of extra credit.
Question number three, Anthony Swafford wrote a memoir that was released in 2003 about his time in the Marine Corps. What was the name of that book? I told you it's a nickname for a Marine. And if you put down Jughead, you're so close yet so far. No, the answer is Jarhead. Jarhead is the name of that 2003 memoir. Question number four, the food whose name came into English in 1894 because it was, quote, perfect. It comes from the French word for perfect. It's parfait, parfait. And let me tell you, not perfect. Question number five, eight years was awesome. And, you know, I was famous and I was powerful. That is the full quote. It's not from the ghost of John Paul II. It's not from Nicolas Sarkozy or from Berlusconi. No, that was from George W. Bush. George W. Bush said, eight years was awesome, and you know, I was famous, and I was powerful. And now, before we judge the guy too harshly, let's remember that Nelson Mandela did say the Spice Girls were his heroes. Question number six. Question number six. Richard Belzer. I had no idea. Uh, Tom Green. I knew. Scott Hamilton. Didn't really know. Didn't really care. Phil Kessel, I was like, who? And Lance Armstrong, again, probably soon to be indicted. All of them have had testicular cancer. And seeing as how Wikipedia is not totally invasive of privacy yet, I don't know the actual testicle counts for each of them. But if you put down only has one testicle, go ahead and give yourself the point. Testicular cancer. Question number seven. Uganda had a big health scare in the year 2000. 224 people were killed by an outbreak of Ebola. Ebola hemorrhagic fever. And uh, there's another one right now. Uh, less than 20 people have died, which is good news. But a prisoner who they think probably had Ebola has escaped, which is bad news. Question number eight. November of 1990. A coffee campaign started here in the United States. It was based on a British coffee campaign, and it featured a middle-aged man and a middle-aged woman slowly falling in love and slowly drinking coffee. That was not an ad campaign for Folgers or Maxwell House or Chock Full of Nuts. No, the answer was Taster's Choice. Taster's Choice. I love that coffee. I love that waiter. That's the part where you're supposed to say with me, Jean-Luc. Anyway, uh, question number nine. Question number nine. The type of bone that makes up the bone in the T-bone. I told you it does not begin with the letter T, but it does begin with a letter that rhymes with the letter T. It is a word that begins with either the letter B or the letter V, which Spanish people have trouble differentiating between. It's a backbone or a vertebra. Backbone or vertebra. Question number 10, the two different actors who have won Emmys for Best Leading Performance in a Drama and a Comedy. Well, one of them won for The Sopranos, and that was Edie Falco. Edie Falco won for Best Leading Actress in a Dramatic Series, and then won for Best Leading Actress in a Comedy Series for Nurse Jackie. So Edie Falco is one of them, and the other one, he played Archie Bunker, and he also played the Southern Sheriff in In the Heat of the Night. It's Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor and Edie Falco. If the answers that you wrote down, if you just wrote down one of them, you got a point, and if you wrote down both, you get a point of extra credit. All right, and that's it for round number two. Ye gods, let's finish this shit up. We got one more round to go. I think we can get it done. So let's do it. Round number three, question number one. There is a song from 1931. It's often associated with the accordion. It's, in fact, an accordion standard. It's about a lady from what country? In fact, the title is Lady of Blank. What country is that? For a point of extra credit, in the lyrics to that song, they actually mention a city in that country. So for a point of extra credit, name the city that gets mentioned in the lyrics. Again, there's a song that was first released in 1931 and is now an accordion standard. It's called Lady of Blank, where blank is the name of a country. Name the country for the point and name the city mentioned in the lyrics for a point of extra credit. Question number two, question number two. Uh, speaking of All in the Family, All in the Family was what really exposed America to the late great actor Sherman Hemsley. Sherman Hemsley just died, and he was from Philadelphia. 
So I figure let's honor him. Uh, Sherman Hemsley has been a star of four different TV shows, right? So, and when I say a star, I mean, he was in like almost every single episode. So name one of those TV shows, you get the point. Name two of the TV shows, you get a point of extra credit. If you can name three of the TV shows, you get two points of extra credit. And if you can name all four television shows on which Sherman Hemsley starred, right? So he was in like almost every episode. If you can name all four television shows, you get three points of extra credit. Sherman Hemsley from All in the Family. He was also a star of four different TV shows. Name one of the TV shows for the point and everything else that you can get is extra credit gravy. Don't write down more than four television shows though or you will get no points. Question number three. Question number three, there is a nursery rhyme. Uh, the nursery rhyme has a, a number. So uh, folk songs and nursery rhymes and stuff. There's something called the Roud Index. And this has the Roud number of 6306. This nursery rhyme is very similar to the song A Hunting We Will Go. It's similar not just in terms of the melody, but also in terms of the lyrical structure. What nursery rhyme is that? What nursery rhyme that has a Roud number of 6306 is very similar to A Hunting We Will Go in terms of the melody and in terms of the lyrical structure. What nursery rhyme is that? Question number four. Question number four. The best-selling brand of matzahs in the U.S. What brand is that? For a point of extra credit, spell the name of the brand correctly. So again, matzahs. It's like a saltine, but bigger. Matzahs, what is the best-selling brand of matzahs in the U.S.? For a point of extra credit, correctly spell the name of the brand. Question five. Question number five, Pixar, the film production company Pixar. Uh, what was the first film that they released, the first feature film released by Pixar that featured an all non-human cast of characters. What was the first Pixar film whose entire cast of characters was non-human? What Pixar film is that? Question six. Question number six. Uh, it's a word game and also... I do need two answers, all right? So I need two different answers. Both answers are compound words. And here's the beauty. So the first word, if you separate it into its constituent words and then reverse them, you get the second compound word. So like if there was a word man bat, the answers could be man bat and batman. All right. It's not man bat and Batman, though. So there are two different compound words. If you switch the subwords, you get the other compound word. The first one is a family of birds in which you might find the type of bird called the sapsucker. If you switch the subwords in that compound word, you get a term for a poor white person. Right. So. Two different compound words. I do need both. The first one is a family of bird in which you would find the sapsucker. And if you switch the compound word subwords, you get the second word, which is a term for a poor white person. Question number seven. Question number seven. There is a band that is about to have their very own comic book. In fact, they're going to have a line of comic books. The line of comic books is to be called Milo Xyloto. That's M like Mary, Y, L, O, X, Y, L, O, T, O, Milo Xyloto. What band is that? What band is about to release a line of comic books called Milo Xyloto? Question number eight. Question number eight. Uh, a bit ago, we had a question about author surrogates. That's like uh, when Kurt Vonnegut would insert 
uh, Kilgore Trout into a story. Kilgore Trout was supposed to be like a surrogate for Kurt Vonnegut. Or actually, sometimes Kurt Vonnegut would actually insert Kurt Vonnegut into his stories. That's a better example of a surrogate character. But anyway, it doesn't have to really be the name of the character. Um, Stephen Dedalus. Stephen Dedalus is the name of a surrogate character for what writer? What writer created the surrogate character Stephen Dedalus so that he could be in his own stories? For a point of extra credit, in what novel did Stephen Dedalus first make an appearance? Question number nine. Question number nine. Uh... Country clubs in the U.S. It turns out that the first country club in the U.S. was right here in Philadelphia. In fact, a couple of them. Now, unlike modern country clubs, they were not built for people to play golf. No, instead, the first country clubs in the U.S., which were right here in Philadelphia, were formed so that people could play what other sport of British origin? Again, the first country clubs in the U.S., were not formed so that people could play golf. No, instead they were formed so people could play what other sport of British origin? And question number 10, round number three, question number 10. In 2010, a man by the name of John Tyner coined a phrase that has been described as the anthem of modern man and by modern man, uh, the person who said that meant a member of the Tea Party. It was Charles Krauthammer, kind of a prick, Charles Krauthammer. He described this phrase, like I said, as the anthem of modern man. He even compared it unfavorably, but still he compared it to don't tread on me. Uh, the phrase coined by John Tyner was don't touch my what? What was the last word in that phrase coined by John Tyner? Don't touch my blank. This phrase was hailed by Charles Krauthammer as the anthem of modern man. And by modern man, he means a member of the Tea Party. What is the last word in that phrase? Don't touch my blank. Okay, so that's it for round number three. Let me go through these questions one final time. Round number three, question number one. There is a song that was first released in 1931. It is often associated with the accordion, and it's about a lady of what country? For a point of extra credit, there is a city in that country named in the lyrics. What city is named in the lyrics? Question number two, Sherman Hemsley is dead. Long live Sherman Hemsley. He starred in four different TV shows. And by star, again, I mean he was in almost all the episodes. Name one of those TV shows, and you get the point. Name two of them, you get a point of extra credit. Name three of them for two points of extra credit. And if you can name all four shows, you get three points of extra credit. Question number three. What nursery rhyme with the Roud index number of 6306 is very similar to A Hunting We Will Go? Similar in both the melody and and in the lyrical structure. Question number four, what is the best-selling brand of matzahs in the United States? For a point of extra credit, spell that brand correctly. Question number five, what was the first Pixar feature film to have an entire cast of characters that were non-human? Question number six, a pair of compound words is what I need. I do need both of them for you to get the point. The first one is a family of birds in which you might find a sapsucker and switch the subwords in that compound word, you get the second compound word, which is a term for a poor white person. Question number seven, what band is soon to have their own series of comic books by the name of Milo Xyloto? Question number eight, Stephen Dedalus was created to be the fictional surrogate for what author? For a point of extra credit, what was the first novel that Stephen Dedalus appeared in? Question number nine, one of the Oldest, in fact, the oldest country club in the United States was formed in Philadelphia. It was not formed so that people could play golf, though. Instead, it was formed so that people could play what other sport of British origin? And question number 10. In 2010, John Tyner coined a phrase that has been called the anthem of modern man by conservative columnist and professional jerk Charles Krauthammer. 
the phrase was don't touch my blank fill in that blank all right so that really is it for round number three i suggest you get your shit together i don't know what you've been waiting for the game's almost over i mean come on now really and if you don't want to hear me harping on you and projecting my own failures onto you i suggest that you press pause see you can't do that with your parents now can you And on pause, the answers to round number three. Round number three. Question number one, the accordion song. If you've ever watched even one episode of the Lawrence Welk Show, you probably have heard this song performed at least three times. It's Lady of Spain. Lady of Spain. For a point of extra credit, the city that gets mentioned in the lyrics is Madrid. Or if you're from the American Midwest, Madrid. Spain. And for a point of extra credit, Madrid. Question number two, Sherman Hemsley starred in four different TV shows. The most recent one was Good Behavior, and it didn't last for very long. Uh, the very first one was The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, which was a spinoff of All in the Family. Uh, also, right after that, you had a show that was set in Philadelphia, right here in Philadelphia. Amen! He played the Reverend Deacon Fry, and I loved him as a child. Deacon Fry was such a jerk, but I could tell Sherman Hemsley was an alright guy. And the fourth one that I haven't mentioned yet, he played Earl Sinclair's boss, B.P. Richfield, in the TV show Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. So if you wrote down just uh, Good Behavior, or Dinosaurs, or Amen, or The Jeffersons, you get a point. And for every other one that you mentioned, you get a point of extra credit. And if you wrote down more than four TV shows, you don't get shit. Question number three, a hunting we will go. That's the one that goes, a hunting we will go, a hunting we will go, hi-ho the dario, a hunting we will go. Very similar to the farmer in the dell, the farmer in the dell, hi-ho the dario. And I know some of you don't say hi-ho the dario, but that's beside the point. The song is farmer in the dell, farmer in the dell. Question number four. The best-selling brand of matzahs in the United States is Manischewitz. Manischewitz. And for a point of extra credit, this is how you spell Manischewitz. It's M like Mary, A-N like Nancy, I-S-C-H-E-W-I-T-Z. Manischewitz. And if you spelled it right, you not only got a point of extra credit, you also did a great mitzvah. Question number five, the first Pixar feature film whose entire cast of characters were non-human. Cars is certainly a film that didn't have any humans, but that wasn't the first Pixar film. And it's not Toy Story. Remember, there was Andy and that evil kid? Fuck that kid. Uh, no, the correct answer is A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Question number six, the two compound words. The first is a family of birds. Specifically, it's the family Pickaday, in which you would find sapsuckers. Switch the subwords around, and you get a term for a poor white person. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, poor white person. But this literally just means a poor white person. And I only asked the question so that I could say this word, peckerwood. Peckerwood and woodpecker. Peckerwood and woodpecker. Question number seven, the band that is soon to have their own series of comic books called Milo Xyloto. It's not Radiohead. That does sound like something Radiohead might do, but it's not Radiohead. It's Coldplay. Coldplay. Yes. Have you ever read a comic book and said to yourself, I wish this sounded more like old U2? Well, you are in luck, my friend. Coldplay. Question number eight, Stephen Dedalus was created to be the fictional surrogate for James Joyce crazy Irish author James Joyce. For a point of extra credit, he first appeared in the novel, well, the novel that he first appeared in was A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. Question number nine, one of the oldest, no, the oldest country club in the United States was not founded to play golf. No, it was founded way back in the day to play cricket, cricket. And in fact, it turns out I used to live right across the street from a place where, uh, this guy named King uh, modernized the sport of cricket. I had no idea. Now people get shot there while trying to play basketball. Question number 10. Question number 10. In 2010, John Tyner coined a phrase. And what a phrase he coined. It was don't touch my what? It's not mortgage. It's not Medicare. And it's not gun. No, it's don't touch my junk. Don't touch my junk. That's it. 
All right. So we're almost done with our game. We have one more question to go just in case we have a tie. So first of all, tally up your scores. There you go. And if we do have a tie, let's do a tiebreaker. This is the way that tiebreakers work. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer, and you write down a number. Whatever team comes closer, it can be a high guess or a low guess. It usually doesn't matter. Whatever team comes closer will win the game. Now, in the event that one team is over by a certain amount, and the other team is under by that same exact amount, in that very special situation, showcase showdown rules will kick in, and the point will go to the lower guess. So normally you can go high or low, it doesn't matter, but if there's a secondary tie, the point will go to the low guess, all right? And you will have at least 30 seconds to answer the question. I'm going to ask the question, and then do my credits, and then if I remember, I will reveal the answer. So you will have at least 30 seconds to answer the following question. Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris just died. Uh, Shelby Harris is dead. Long live Shelby Harris. No, seriously. Shelby Harris was the oldest American man when he just died recently. How old was he in years? You have at least 30 seconds. How old was Shelby Harris, the oldest American man, when he just died? How old was he? All right, so I want to thank you all for putting up with some bullshit, especially the lateness and all the little stupid sub episodes where I was basically saying, it's not done yet. What can I say? I've been called a cock tease before. Um, also, I want to thank you for the feedback. If you have anything that you want to say to me, uh, you can email it to me. It's 3waquizzo at gmail.com. That is the numeral 3, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. Um, you can email me if you have something to say. You can email me if you want to be on a live show. And you can also email me if you just want to tell me to shut my fat face. What else? Uh, I'm almost done the dog sitting, and I'm going to miss the dog. Her name is Ruby, and she really smells bad sometimes. Bye, Ruby. Thank you, Uncle Bob. And finally, thanks to all the people who voted. Or I don't even know how it works, but thank you, World, for the Best in Philly Award. I will carry it proudly and use it only for good. Okay, I think that's all I got to say. That's weird. Usually I don't run out of stupid things to say. But I have. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, check in next week. We'll have a new episode. However you got here, get home safe. And the answer, Shelby Harris. How old was Shelby Harris? Shelby Harris was 111 years old. 111. And if there's a, a tie on that, it's like 111 and like 3.7 months. 111 and almost four months. All right. I got to go because I got to get to work, but I'll talk to you next week. Later.